Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, I mean, we are really excited to start a season. We see, we can see a new challenge, a new chance to to play our football, to do our best, and try to finally win a trophy. I think it's our goal. We are preparing ourselves to be better than the last year, and I hope we can do a great things, not just for us, for our fans, and for everybody. Carlos, ¿qué tal? Te habla Felipe Cárdenas con Díaz Flare. ¿Cómo estás? Muy bien, gracias tú. Muy bien, muy bien, gracias. Mira, una pregunta, no, en verdad no tiene nada que ver con el EFC, pero sí sobre la liga y cómo está creciendo. Hay un mecanismo nuevo que, que va a impulsar la llegada de jugadores sub-22, eh, principalmente de Sudamérica, que es donde llegan los jugadores a la MLS. La pregunta para vos es, ¿por qué crees o si crees que eso podría cambiar en México, donde el jugador formado en México tiende a quedarse en México y salir de México cuando ya es un jugador con casi de 25 o 26 años. ¿Vos crees que un jugador de 22, 19 podría quizás salir de su club y llegar a esta liga y, y así impulsarse hacia otra liga más importante? Sí, obviamente. Yo creo que ya luego está la decisión de cada jugador, de cada persona, pero, pero yo creo que sí, que esta liga lo ha demostrado últimamente, que, que es un trampolín importante para para llegar a Europa, creo que se está, se está trabajando de buena manera, eh, están haciendo bien las cosas, obviamente los jugadores que han llegado también han mostrado un buen nivel que ayuda a la competición sea mejor y que también ellos se puedan mostrar y poder tener sus oportunidades de jugar en Europa, obviamente cada caso es muy diferente al del otro, pero, pero como siempre digo, gente buena es bienvenida aquí, intentaremos hacer los mejores y si luego tienen la oportunidad pues ojalá y salga mucha gente. Thank you so much. We are going to go to our next question from Sophie Nicola from Top Sport. Sophie, your line is now open. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, hey Carlos, how are you doing today? All good, thank you. Excellent stuff. You've been an absolute absolute sensation since joining Major League Soccer. Your energy has inspired the LAFC Nation. You've helped build that phenomenal fan um, response. With that said, I'd like to ask you a very honest question here. Would you sacrifice the personal accolades this season, being the top scorer and the most valuable player, in order for LAFC to win MLS Cup? Uh, and just an extra added question for fun. Do you think your former club, Arsenal, could win the Europa League? Thank you. The first question, yeah, of course. For me, the most important is win something with, with my team. Because in the end, football is for a team, a sport of team. So it's so important for me to bring a trophy for this club, for these uh, fans. But in the end, the most important thing is like have fun. Every time I go out on the field, I try to do my best. I try to have fun and try to make or create something for our fans to to say, wow, 
we, we come here and we watch this. So it's one of the the goals I have in my head and I try to do every weekend. And the second question, I hope they can win. I have a lot of love for Arsenal. They bring me the chance to play in Europe. So I have good memories in that club. So I hope we, they can win a, a trophy. Thanks so much, Sophie. Our next question will go to Fernando Ceballos. Fernando, your line is now open. Hola, Carlos, ¿qué tal? Un gusto saludarte. Eh, quisiera preguntarte tu opinión sobre esta idea de fusionar las dos ligas, la MLS con la Liga MX. Eh, la conoces bien, aunque nunca la has jugado, pero evidentemente la conoces bien y, y estuvieron ustedes muy cerquita el año pasado de, de ser el primer equipo ¿no? en, en MLS en, en derrotar a, a un mexicano en la final y, y coronarse en la, en la Conca Champions. ¿Cómo ves las distancias entre una y otra liga? Y si crees que, como dice Infantino, el hecho de fusionarlas los convertiría en una liga de, de potencia mundial. Gracias. Bueno, la verdad que a día de hoy no sé qué tan avanzado o no estén, pero es complicado. Al final ya solo tener que viajar de un país a otro para jugar un partido, diferentes horarios, alturas, yo creo que no es del todo fácil, pero no tengo ni idea, no está en mis manos, no decido yo si, si se hará o no se hará, pero yo creo que las dos ligas por separado son muy buenas, obviamente cada una tiene su estilo, tiene su historia, más la mexicana desde luego, pero, pero bien, yo creo que las dos buscarán la mejor manera de seguir creciendo y si es juntas, pues, pues adelante, la verdad que no... No es algo que te puedo comentar mucho porque no, no sé cómo, cómo esté o qué tan serio sea lo que, lo que están hablando de, de fusionarse. Thank you so much. Our next question will go to Felix Zapata. Felix, your line is now open. Thank you very much. Eh, hola, eh, Carlos. Buenas tardes. Félix Zapata, el periódico Reforma de la Ciudad de México. Yo quiero preguntarte eh, si sientes que para esta nueva temporada toda la expectativa que se generaron los mexicanos en la temporada pasada que se vio cortada por la pandemia y bueno, lesiones que tuviste tú, Javier Hernández, por ahí, Alan Pulido ¿sientes que hay más presión en que tienen que obviamente pues, eh, cumplir con esas expectativas y ganar un título para algunos de sus clubes ¿no? en los que están los mexicanos que ya son varios y, y de primer nivel y en ese sentido también preguntarte si eso te permitiría a lo mejor buscar ir a, a los Juegos Olímpicos no sé si te gustaría ir eh, lo primero, no sé, los demás. Yo cada vez que, que empiezo una temporada quiero hacerlo bien. Por, primero por mí, por, por mi club y por la gente que, que nos sigue. Yo creo que todo el apoyo que nos muestran los mexicanos aquí en Estados Unidos es increíble. La verdad que estamos muy agradecidos por, por tanto cariño. Y, y como lo dije en una pregunta anterior, cada vez que entro al campo quiero hacer algo bueno para que pues, ellos disfruten, se sientan orgullosos de uno y, y pues la pasen bien cada vez que van a, a ver jugar al LFC y a Carlos Vela. Y de lo otro pues no, no tengo mucho que decir porque no, no soy yo el que decir. Thank you. Our next question will go to Kyle Bonagura from ESPN. Kyle. Hi Carlos. 
since uh, you know, since LAFC started, the club has always said that part of the model would be to bring in young players and then sell them on to Europe. You've got a number of young guys who have had success in the league over the last few seasons. How ready do you think those guys are to, to make that jump? You know, talking about Diego and Edouard and Mark Anthony or whoever else you think uh, might have a chance to do that. Yeah, like you say, I think the club are, uh, is doing a great job. They're finding uh, really good players. And the players also are working really hard to to improve every every season. And, and I think they are ready, of course. It's not easy just to say, yeah, I'm ready, I go. So they have to find a good uh, a good team, a good offer. So they are they are working on that for sure. And and yes, I think soon we will have a couple of players. They will leave because they are a, a really good player. So it's not a surprise some teams are interested in our players. Yes, I'm here. Hey, sorry about that. No problem. Um, thanks. Uh, following up on the question before, this is year four. Several of the players you mentioned, like Edward and, and Diego and Mark, have been with the team since you've been with the team, since the inception. Uh, also, Latif and Tristan and, and Jordan. This, this core group, And uh, do you have any sort of special feelings ahead of year four? Because it does seem like players may move on now. Uh, can you talk about the bond that you have with the original core of players that remain and, and what your hope is uh, that you can accomplish with them this season? Uh, I feel great. I mean, the most the most time you spend with players, you have more chemistry, you can play better, you can prepare a season in a better way. So I feel right now our team is stronger than other years. So. I hope we can do a great thing this year and after that we can maybe win a trophy and we can let our guys go. So it's, it's one of the things we have in mind, so we have to work hard. Yeah, obviously uh, we're excited for this year. Um, we want to get back to playing the type of football that everyone knows we're capable of doing. So uh, having a good preseason under our belt. Um, and knowing that this year looks a little bit more like a normal MLS season, we're excited to, to get it going. So the locker room uh, vibe is, is very high right now, and we're looking forward to our first game. Hi, Mark. This is Kyle Bonagura from ESPN. Yeah. The front office has talked um, quite a bit about the want to send players on to Europe, develop them, and send them on. And now you guys have, uh, have a core group of guys who have played together for a few years now, but it seems like you know several of you might be ready for that next that next step. Um, do you see your do you see yourself uh, moving to Europe at some point? And what do you think? Uh, where do you think stand for other players on the team? Yeah, for me personally, the goal is always to have Europe as an option. Um, like you said, we've been here for four seasons now, three seasons under our belt playing together. And, you know, we, we knew that if we played good football, we'd get good opportunities. So I think I can talk for other guys on the team that want to challenge themselves, uh, you know, at the highest level in this sport. So um, obviously we don't dwell too much on that. We just try to focus on what we can control here with LAFC because this is our team now and this is what we want to give all our you know, efforts too. But yes, um, to answer your question, uh, we know that Europe is a possibility for a lot of players on our team. And we just hope that, you know, it comes at the right time for both the player and the club. Thanks, 
question will go to Kevin Baxter with the LA Times. Kevin? Hey, Mark Anthony. Congratulations on the two goals for Canada. Thank you, Kevin. How are you? All right. I uh, hope you're well as well. Thank you. Um, I know you've been very active both with the union and the Black Players for Change and, um, you know, some of the social justice issues you and everyone else were talking about last summer, they're still here, hmm. as we've seen in recent days. Will there be any uh, any acknowledgement, any, I don't want to say demonstration, but but any acknowledgement of that for uh, the opening games? Are, we, are players going to be taking a knee again? Or are you going to be doing something else? We have not discussed anything of that matter. Um, as of yet, we actually have a Black Players for Change call today. So I wish I was a little bit more informed to give you some insight. But, uh, you know, we're, we're at this stage now where we want real action. And obviously, you know, last year with the protest and, you know, with us boycotting games and kneeling during the national anthem, that was all to raise awareness um, about the situations going on. There are still tons of situations that are going on within the U.S. that have not improved and continue to put people in um, uncomfortable situations where people are losing their lives and feel unsafe in a country that's supposed to protect them. But at the same time, we're at the stage now where we're trying to create real action and change. So um, I can't promise that there's not going to be any demonstrations during games, but um, we're trying to move into a new direction where we can actually put tangible efforts together to make sure that we can actually put some change um, towards certain solutions and problems. Thank you. Our next question will go to Anna Diosa. Andy, your line is open. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Good, how are you? Pretty good, thanks. Um, just wondering, the way that the last few years have gone for you guys, obviously recent success just as soon as you guys started, uh, raised expectations. Is there any added pressure that you guys feel coming into this season that it needs to be MLS Cup, which in retrospect could be a silly question because you guys did feel that way in the past two years too. And it's a two-part. Um, how do you guys feel about just having those fans back in the stands? I know it's not going to be the same having the bank at full capacity, but just having some percentage of them there for that opening game against Austin, how does that boost you guys? Yeah, so for the first part, um, yeah, there's always going to be pressure we put on ourselves to do well. Um, we obviously want to be a club that always hunts for trophies and championships. So just because last year didn't go as well as, as we had planned doesn't mean that we're going to change our mentality going forward into this season. So um, expect the same hungry LAFC that wants to stay at top of the standings and, you know, fight for trophies uh, day in, day out. So uh, nothing changes from there. And then, um, yeah, the fans were excited. Um, we haven't had a game with fans in so long. And our fans are, are a big part of who we are at LAFC. So to get them back in at a small percentage is still a, a very positive thing as we work to trying to get the, the stadiums fully full again. So um, obviously it's not going to be the same um, atmosphere, but we know the people who are going to be in there are going to do everything possible to, to help uh, push the team forward. Thank you so much. Our next question will come from Ariel Judas. Ariel, your line is now open. Thank you. Hello, Mike Azona. An LAFC player, you're always contenders for big things, the title and anything. But do you really feel pressure about getting finally the MLS Cup, getting to the MLS Cup? Do you feel any pressure at all? Um, like I said, I think the pressure is just that we put on ourselves. We have high standards for what we want to do as a club. We want to win champions, uh, 
championships. So every year we put that on ourselves to, to be the best team possible to compete for these trophies. Um, yeah, I think every team wants to win MLS Cup. So just because we're LAFC doesn't mean that it's, it's any different. We, we want to go out there and win everything. Thank you. Our next question will go to Josh Gross. Josh, your line is open. Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks, Josh. Um, Appreciate it. Yeah. You're, you're one of seven players who have been on the roster since day one uh, with the team and heading into this season. Just wondering what your feelings are about that group who remain. It's, it's Carlos and Diego Latif and Jordan and Tristan and um, Edward, yourself. Um, you know, that, that core group, what are your feelings around those guys? And does this feel like sort of a, a last last chance, last hurrah with, with summer transfer and, and contracts potentially running up? Yeah, we feel like we have a responsibility. Um to continue helping the team develop in the direction that the, the coaching staff has set out. Um, like you said, we've been here since the beginning, so we know all the stages the club has been through um, and we, we pull on those experiences. So I think, you know, the coaching staff do rely on us a lot to, to kind of help gel the group together, especially the new players who come in to try and get them to understand what our identity is. Um, to answer your question about do we think we have a, it's like our last chance to do something? You know what? It's tough. It's tough to answer that. Obviously, we all are aware of contract situations and stuff like that. But again, we go out every day and just try to do our best and try to get three points every game. So if we can do that and take care of those things, then hopefully the, the season goes the way we plan. And if things happen that we can't control where players move on, then that's that's football, right? But uh as, as you said, for the seven guys, you know, it's our responsibility to make sure the team is, is moving in the right direction. Thank you so much. Our next question will go to Michael McCall. Michael, your line's open. Hi there, Mark. Good to, to speak to you again. Hey. I just wanted to, to touch on you being away with Canada. Obviously, it's going to be a busy year for you at club and at country level. How much better prepared for the season do you feel, though, being away, having these competitive games under your belt with the national team? And kind of a second part of that, how difficult then is it going to be to switch between all the games, between LAFC and Canada, the different mindsets, the different tactics and, and everything in that that you're going to need to bring this year? Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, earlier this year, the, the, the two camps uh, with Canada have definitely set me up well um, for the beginning of the season and for preseason with LAFC. Um, you know, games are, are crucial to player development and the fact that I already have, you know, obviously I only played in the, in the second one, but having a 90 in a competitive match that means something under my belt, is it, it's good. And I'm able to take that confidence from that game and use it here at LAFC. Um, yeah, it's going to be a busy year, like you, you said, obviously. And I think the, the top footballers in the world figure out ways how to deal with uh, these busy international schedules and busy league schedules. So if I ever want to see myself as, as one of those players in the world, then I need to figure out a way to deal with it. The coaching staff here are very good at understanding what goes on at Canada, stays at Canada, and then Canada is the same way. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting year. It's an exciting year with a lot of football. But, um, yeah, it's all positive things. Nothing. Uh, it's good problems to have. Thank you so much. Our final question will go to Ben. Uh, your line is now open. 
Benjamin? Hi, Mark. Hey, man, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, uh, you've been with the club since day one and been a key part of uh, this club's success up until now. Uh, heading into the 2021 season, specifically in your position in the midfield, is this the year where you felt the most competition for a starting spot? And do you feel like this is the deepest roster LAFC has ever had? Um, yeah, so we have to remember that we have not added any new midfielders from last year to this year. So uh, to answer your question, I think uh, last year was probably the most competition I faced and it's just stayed the same. Obviously the players around me are getting better, which, you know, makes me have to get better, which is a good thing. You know, that's what you want. Um, and in terms of deepest roster, um, <clears throat> I think that, you know, if you look at our roster in, in 2019, our, our roster was deep in certain areas and wasn't deep in certain areas. I think if you look at our roster now, yes, it is deep in every position. And obviously that is uh, good things for, for coaching staff when it comes to player rotation and like you said, the competition. So um, yes, I will definitely say this year, the, the roster is much deeper and uh, hopefully that, that benefits us going forward.